Welcome back, everybody, to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Mm-hmm. We have returned for another episode, another week. Yes, like we do every week. Yeah. This episode, we are going to talk about stonks. Mm-hmm. Because right now, we are witnessing one of the most amazing moments in financial history that nobody saw coming. I can't, I can't tell anybody how... Or I cannot express how excited I am for this to be as popular in the mainstream as it is. Like I've been a member of of Wall Street Bets for so long, and I've been just participating in that community and seeing every because I've been interested in in uh, investing since I was I want to say like twenty three, so like more than half a decade, and it's it, it's just mind boggling to see that community that I was a part of more than quadruple over like a couple weeks you know because everyone's like oh my god this is insane what's happening we need to know all about this yeah and for those who may not know what's going on which i'd be hard pressed to find anybody who doesn't a few weeks back it was discovered that what was it melvin capital is that what they're called melvin Capital's the big name oh it's yeah. the big name well it turns out there are a bunch of shorts that were bought for GameStop, which if you know what's been going on with GameStop, they haven't really been doing so great. So Pandemic lovely, about killed them. Yeah. I mean, when you can't go to a store, because <laughs> you can't be around people. I mean, what are you going to do? So the lovely people on the subreddit Wall Street Bets noticed this and decided, hey, everyone, let's buy into GameStop and do a short squeeze. And it got bigger than probably anybody could have ever imagined. Yeah, I I personally watched the climb like in in, in Wall Street bets. Um, I saw the difference. You know, GameStop's uh, share value was sitting at like I was like five dollars and sixty odd cents, something like that. At Didn't the beginning it of like three dollars all last year or something like that? It was it was really cheap. It was single digits. You know, it was under ten dollars. You know, and I saw everybody talking about it, and I was like, oh, whatever. It's just the it's just the same memed out, you know, pump and dump that happens routinely in that subreddit. And then I saw it jump to thirty dollars really fucking fast and i was like they weren't lying i was just dumb and i didn't want to go for it and i was i felt <laughs> like i felt like i missed the leap right there i was like like five dollars or 30 something damn i wish i was in on that oh well i'll catch the next one and then i just forgot about it <laughs> and then it jumped up to 333 and some change somewhere around there and it's like whoa that's when I was I was I was kicking my own ass about that one. I was so upset. I was like, I oh, I thought it was over when it hit thirty dollars, and then they were like, No, dude, we're climbing further, and they pushed it all the way to three hundred some odd dollars, and I was just like, Okay, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely missed it, and I definitely should not buy in right now. And then what does it do? Not three days later, it peaks at like five oh one. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> i'm mad that i didn't know any of this until it got Mm -hmm. super high yeah so i i i literally watched the whole gamestop climb and and missed out on every opportunity (laughs) oh man and as a result 
Good old Robin Hood decided to take action that people were not happy about. Oh yeah, the a few a few million redditors decided to absolutely squeeze the ever living fuck out of a hedge fund. So so bad that they started pulling all their connections, you know, pulling on every string. Like, hey, they're bullying us. We can't let this happen. And you have you know Robin Hood and several other uh, uh, app based brokers denying access and claiming uh maintenance cycles and not allowing people to connect to their servers and whatnot and canceling trades and doing all this shady shit to protect these uh these giant hedge funds because it wasn't just gamestop there were multiple companies that the redditors were trying to get in on that i tried to get on before they stopped it pre-market i bought into amc blackberry and nokia which were three of the stocks i take that back i was also in that company naked I was trying to get all those 10 minutes before market open. Robin Hood lets me know they canceled all my transactions. And I was like, what's going on? And then you try to look them up and they're gone from the platform. You could you could still find them in the top 100s list in, on Robin Hood. You just couldn't search for them. Oh. Um, but what, what, what I was happy about, like I missed the whole GameStop wave. Super sad about that. But I cannot, you know, change the past. But what I was happy about was that like, I saw everyone mentioning the same four in every post, in every comment. It was always GameStop, Nokia, BlackBerry, and AMC. Naked was like not as popular, but whatever. So I noticed that and I was like, all right, well, let me buy a little bit into AMC. The next day, AMC purchases are limited. Oh, let me buy into Nokia the next day. <laughs> Nokia purchases are limited. I was right at the tail of every one of these. Like, oh, please let me buy these. <laughs> Oh man, yeah they keep they keep uh fr- they kept freezing people out. It was bad, but they're still going strong. Yeah, still still diamond handing it. You know, got no time for that paper hands nonsense. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. So many people were panic selling, even though everyone's like saying, "Hey, hold, don't sell." If we really want to see this through, you have to hold. It really uh it really exposed the uh. The double standard as far as the uh, the market is concerned, you know, it's perfectly OK for these these uh, individual billionaires or like these incredibly powerful hedge funds to manipulate the market at will to create profits for themselves. But as soon as a, a, a band of Redditors come together and decide that they're going to make some moves and make some profit for themselves, it's now. Uh, suspect behavior and it's market manipulation and it's all illegal all of a sudden which is funny it's market manipulation robin hood literally shuts people out of buying stocks mm-hmm. it's like is that not market manipulation well it was a lot of chaos over it though and there's still a lot of chaos over it you know people are trying to act like this is something illegal they're doing no they just saw Someone was shorting. They decided to fight back. It's similar to investor Michael Blurry when the whole market crash of 2008, 2009 happened. He saw what was going on and he was the one buying shorts in all these banks and stuff. And then everyone was laughing at him for buying them. Lo and behold, it happens. And his hedge fund went up thousands of percent. You know, it's kind of crazy. Also, especially everyone's on that side is saying, oh, this is an attack on the rich. You don't have to take it like that. What? Some regular people want to make money and it's all of a sudden an attack on somebody who shouldn't be. You guys shouldn't be designating yourself a group of status that need to be untouchable. 
So <laughs> my my huge issue is, with it is that when when they see something organized like this happen, when they see people banding together to generate profit for for themselves, mind you, all these people in these groups. Not literally all of them, but the vast majority of them are like, all right, well, once we're all millionaires, we're going to turn around and donate this to charities and we're going to take care of people. and We're going to do all this great stuff with the money. So that money is going to get circulated right back in real fucking fast. But uh, it's an attack on the rich when 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 they do this to create the, this money to, to essentially air quotes, steal from the rich and give to the poor. But with that same logic is it not an attack on the poor when you create and you sustain these predatory systems like college loans and and whatnot to to take money from poor people and stuff it into your vaults oh yeah i also thought the greatest irony ever was we're just doing this in almost the namesake of the app it's called robin hood honestly steal from the rich and give to the poor yep (laughs) <laughs> the little guy's doing it for once finally and they can't handle it <laughs> until you find out that uh, that uh robin hood is like owned by this other company that's owned by what was it cap capital something or citron or whatever who's in bed with melvin capital so it's like <laughs> we're using homies friends kids platform to rob him <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah, that's why I really got shut down for for a while. Was basically, he was like, "Hey, man, people are using your shit and fucking me. Let's let's stop that." <laughs> yeah, I actually found the best analogy ever, mainly because it's something I can relate to. And for those who don't know what short selling is, this is how it was explained. Someone posted on Twitter, "Okay, I think I finally understand this hedge fund thing." And this has to do with a uh, because I like uh, collecting movies in the Criterion Collection. They use this metaphor. It said basically, it's like if I loan someone a Criterion Blu-ray, then they sell it to someone else for twenty five dollars. That disc still needs to be returned to me. If that person is lucky, it's right before a flash sale, and they can buy me a new disc for twenty dollars and end up with a few dollars profit. But if it turns out that the disc they sold twenty five dollars is out of print and only available from people asking two hundred, they're going to be out of a lot of money. That's basically what happened when you short sell. For one, it's selling stocks you don't even own yet, which is a really weird backward system that for that's legal. But simply buying stocks themselves is they want to say it's, a you know, something you shouldn't be doing. You can sell an underlying that you don't own yet and it's perfectly fine. But as soon as poor people come up and they're like, we want to legally purchase something and just hold on to it. It's not it's not an organized strike, really. It's just somebody saw an opportunity to make money and they put everybody on. That's all that was. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating. Someone's pointing out they're advertising that they're canceling shorts (laughs) and no one's believing them. Oh, wow. If they sold them, cool. Why do you have to announce it? Mm hmm. Honestly, you're going to convince people to sell so that we, you can get right back in it. <laughs> they closed all their positions. You don't have to keep squeezing anymore. Chill out. Just sell your shit and take your profits. No, uh, uh-uh. we know you didn't close all your positions. That information isn't private. It's publicly available, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's ridiculous. You know what? I just thought of the best analogy for that. It's like in Dragon Ball Super, the Broly movie, when Frieza kills his dad. He's like, oh, no, look, one of the random laser blasts killed your dad. And Broly (laughs) goes nuts. (laughs) Oh, no, look, everybody. They closed all their positions. There's no point in holding these shares anymore. (laughs) It's it's really like that. People keep pointing out. um the the subreddit actually got shut down for like I want to say a full day and well, it wasn't a full day it was a few hours but anyways the subreddit got shut down for a while 
because the moderators were getting too many uh, bots and spam accounts and shills. Basically, these these hedge funds were paying someone to create an, an infinite stream of bots to join the subreddit and spam it with uh, with with uh, flared posts saying that. Or like warning posting, like, oh man, they closed their positions. This, hey, we should pump this other stock. This, trying to draw any and all attention away from GameStop. So they had to shut down the Reddit for a while, the subreddit, and clear out as many bots as they could. I mean, it's still a problem. I mean, they they grew from like was it one and a half, two million, or something like that. Last I last I checked, when I was like regularly perusing it, up to seven plus. Yeah, it's like you know? 7.7 or something like that right now. Also, there were reports that the SEC was actually starting to go through the Reddit to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can't get anybody on it because literally every post, every comment is somebody saying, this is not financial advice. We're not organizing anything. We just like the stock. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everybody does like the stock. <laughs> it's GameStop. Come on now. If I was okay with any company getting some sort of bailout in this fashion, it would be GameStop before anything else. It's kind of funny because they don't have any information that no one else has. Right. It's perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. They just saw a short. This probably happens all the time in the corporate world, but because it's the smaller person, they don't want to hear it. I don't know. This year, we're... We're understanding our true power finally as mm-hmm. a unit. <laughs> it's 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 odd. We have to do it in such crazy ways for people to experience this and have it be brought to the forefront. But I've been preaching it for so long. There's so many of us, so few of them. I don't understand why we have any of these problems. You know, people were like, we we're not okay with the 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 president losing or swapping the president from Trump to Biden. So they stormed the fucking Capitol, <laughs> you know, and almost and made it out for completely it. unscathed. Almost made it. I mean, look, the one protester died and I think there was an officer that died. There's, there was some more. There, there was a single digit casualties in that whole thing, but, but still it was like, they stormed the Capitol and it wasn't just a hail of bullets. You know, and then people are like, okay, well, war on the on the financial side of things. And they just take billions from (laughs) from this giant hedge fund. And it's like they're not really doing anything. I mean, they tried to fuck you out of being able to buy more, but they can't like prosecute you over it. My favorite thing is one of the best music come out of it was I think it was a clip from The Simpsons. It was an adult smacking my Susan's son over the head. The kid was parlor and the adult was Reddit. That's how you start a revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're gonna storm the Capitol. And then Reddit's <laughs> like, oh word, we're gonna just totally flip the market on its head. I'm glad it happened. It needed to happen. Didn't even have to rewrite the rules. We played the rules against them and they're losing their minds. Beat them at their own game. Such a beautiful thing to witness. Mm-hmm. Glad I got to be a part of it. Yeah. Too bad you <laughs> too bad you weren't in earlier. Yep. Oh, too bad I wasn't in earlier. We probably would have been able to retire. <laughs> I will say the the amount of people that contacted me in some way, shape or form saying, hey, what the hell, Greg? We know you're into stocks. Why didn't you put us all on? It's like, bro, <laughs> you're like, I was late on it, too. <laughs> Honestly, but no, I mean, I've come at people with information like that and they've brushed it off before. So I don't really try to do that anymore. Also, I don't like telling people how to spend their money. That makes sense. So I'll tell people what moves I'm making, but I'm like. Make your make your own informed decisions. (laughs) 
And on that note, we're going to take a real quick break. Welcome back to the very special Stonks edition of the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Yes, the Stonks <laughs> edition. You know, the, the wolf boys of Meme Street. Because mm-hmm. the market is now a meme. And speaking of memes, while I may have missed out on the GameStop and all the other fun ones, there's one I didn't miss out on that I bought on a whim a couple years ago, and that's Dogecoin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dogecoin had a spike in December already when Elon Musk tweeted about it because for some reason he can tweet and influence the market, which we should have seen this coming based on that alone. Mm -hmm. But over the week, because I bought it at fractions of a penny and it started going up and then towards the end of the week, it hit eight cents and I'd gone up several hundred dollars and I was like, what is going on? And then, you know. So I go through Reddit, and it turns out some people on Reddit are trying to pump this also. Oh, yeah. We're trying to, they're trying <laughs> to push it to a dollar. I'm totally okay with that. You know, I'm not as, I'm not as balls deep in, in Dogecoin as I'd like to be, but, you know, uh, if, if once, once they're done with the big, the big squeeze on the Melvin Capital nutsack <laughs> and they move over to Dogecoin, whoo. Trying to go, Trying to go to a dollar. Once he hit the dollar, next stop is the moon. And it's just getting really interesting because it's taking a dip right now. But Robin Hood being Robin Hood this week, the reason why it's taking a dip for anybody who wants to get in on it, you can still get in on it. It's only like two cents right now. They disabled their instant deposit function to work for crypto. You cannot buy crypto with instant deposits anymore. You can buy regular shares, but not crypto. So you have to wait till your funds transfer completely which is going to happen by mid next week. As far as I'm aware, that includes selling off your other positions. I'm sure it's all unsettled funds that you can't use. All unsettled for, funds? I okay. Think so. I, yeah, I think I read that too. But next week's going to get really interesting because there was an influx of Robinhood memberships over this past mm-hmm. week. And there's just a lot of people just patiently waiting for all their money to go through. And there are some people who are jumping ship and going to other platforms, especially other cryptos, just to do Doge. Yeah. That and avoiding Robin Hood and their shady practices. Yeah. They're definitely going to have to do some damage control after this whole thing. Yeah, I I wish I would have bought it more regularly a couple years ago when I first started buying it. Because had I, I'd probably, I'd probably be a millionaire by now. Honestly. Because I bought it for fractions of a dollar. It was super cheap. I bought like a certain amount of it and I just sort of stopped because I was like, oh, it's not really going up right now. I'll see yeah, what 30, happens. 30,000 Dogecoin seems like the right amount. I don't have 30. I wish I did, though. <laughs> I should have bought. I, I wish I because I, I thought maybe I should get it to have like I should get up to a million. I should just keep throwing money at it. And let it not know I should have really actually did it. Could you imagine having a million Dogecoin? Then it's like ten dollars. Oh, mm. if I if it hits ten dollars anytime in the near future, I'm good. <laughs> Regardless, that's still money. For real. But. It's going to be interesting because everybody's saying whole because there are people panic selling. And with this whole situation, it should teach you do not panic sell. You have to see it through. This whole thing is not designed for a quick turnaround. Like the AMC thing, that's not a quick turnaround. 
anybody, if you're selling for profit, I guess good on you if you've made a good enough amount, but we can still go higher. We can still push further and we can still fight more, but there's a lot of people getting shaky. You know, it's that paper hands nonsense. You know, you just fold in too quickly. See, this is what I try to tell everybody. And I, I really hope that it lands and it builds their confidence. I tell people do not, do not play with any of the money that you're not willing to absolutely say goodbye to, you know? So if you put a hundred bucks in your Robin hood account, consider that money gone. Like you spent it, you're not getting it back. You you bought a nice meal and you went and saw a film or something like that. You, you're not getting that hundred dollars back. Just leave it there and start making moves with it and trying to grow it. If you were one of those people who bought into like GameStop or whatever and you saw some huge gains, you're like, all right, I have a shitload. Pull out your initial investment and maybe a little bit of profit, but leave the rest there. See how far you can take it. You know, it's the uh, it's the quick buck mentality that I think is what really destroys it. Like the people posting regularly that are like, oh, man, the next time we're going to make a shitload of money really easy. Can somebody like send me a text? No, because you're the type of person I don't want doing this because you're going to fuck it up for all of us. You know, you're going to come in, buy it. Oh, it went up 30 percent. Time to sell. No, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) We can go further. We're we're shooting for a thousand percent. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. And it just kind of made me think about all the times where people just waste money in general. People are too scared of investing in stocks because of how the volatility of it. But you had no problem trying out a restaurant that you don't like. Maybe going to a movie you don't end up liking. Maybe going to a concert that wasn't as good as you thought it'd be. Maybe spending money on someone you shouldn't be spending money on. That that two hundred dollar pair of shoes could have got you a few shares. A few. You know, you spending all that money on that girl who straight up friend zoned you after all of it. Ugh. I mean, I don't like the term friend zoning, but how are you going to spend that much and not realize that you're not going nowhere? That's just dumb. But when it comes to stocks, you, it's like, oh, I, I can't afford to put stuff in that. Really? Pick an amount you can afford to lose and just put it in there. Put it to work. That's how you start. Learn your, your risk tolerance. Yeah, that's actually a good way to put it. Learn your risk tolerance. Just don't go above that. Everyone has a threshold. Just set it. <sighs> I spent, I want to say two years teaching myself everything I could about uh, investments and stock market in general to get or to get to the understanding that I have right now. And I'm still not even, even complete, nowhere near it. There's plenty more for me to learn. But while I was, that entire time that I was doing it, I made money. I lost money. But the point was, is I never put in more than I wasn't more than I was OK with losing, you know. I'd, I'd get a paycheck, you know, have like six, seven hundred dollars take home. I'd be like 50 bucks. I'm putting it in there. It's like you ever go to work and you come home and on your way home, you stop. You're like, maybe it's my lucky day. I'm going to stop and grab a lotto ticket. That right there. Instead of doing that, put it in the market. Oh, yeah. People have no problem spending a bunch of money on lottery tickets because they're like, you never know. This could make me a millionaire. Well, technically speaking, crypto could blow up. It could make you a millionaire. You could you could purchase some insanely out of the money calls. Those could blow the fuck up, make you a millionaire. I mean, it'd take a lot more than just like 50 bucks thrown into that. You also can't so. return a, a lottery ticket to get your money back. <laughs> yeah. At least if you lose, you don't lose it all completely. Oh, no. It dropped by 50 percent. You get half back. <laughs> yeah. Just throw it into something else. You get half back and experience. What did you learn? But you spend $50 on lottery tickets and they're all duds. And it's like, oh, you bought $50 of paper. Oh, that that almost hurts to think about. Not even like uh, an equivalent amount of paper, just some receipts. (laughs) I bought scratch off tickets once Mm. and I broke even, never did it again. 
It's like when people tell me to go to the casino. I went once. And I came out like $10 under and I was like, I'm good. I'll never return. Casinos aren't fun. Mm-mm. I don't get that. It's stressful. Yeah. You walk in. I mean, if you walk in, if you're planning on losing money, I guess it's okay. But it's not a fun feeling when you go there and you lose money in general. It's not. <laughs> if you enjoy playing the games or something, or you just genuinely enjoy the environment, which I don't see how you can. There's no windows. There's no clocks. It's designed for you to lose time in there. They pump oxygen in there so you know you you <laughs> stay awake and feeling good. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But if you if you like all that and you were like, all right, I have two hundred dollars cash and I'm this is my. I'm going to have fun tonight money. It's the same as like somebody goes to the nightclub with money or somebody goes out and does some dumb shit, whatever it may be. You know, if that's what your goal is, by all means. But people who go there and like, I'm going to finesse it. And I'm going to make all this money. No, you're not. I love hearing the stories from people who are like, oh, I went to the casino two weeks ago and I came out with 400 extra dollars. OK, well, what about the week before that and the week before that and the week before that and the week before that where you came out negative 200 each time? Also. Anybody who's against stocks but goes to the bar and drinks drinks that are priced at a margin to profit when you could drink at home for cheaper. <laughs> You're cool with that. Nah, stocks are too volatile. So anytime I, I went out to drink, I drank dirt cheap. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'd go somewhere <laughs> and be like, yeah, let me get a whole ass pitcher of PBR. Why? Because it's like $2. <laughs> Does the same thing. <laughs> we have though reached the meme market the game's changed and they're probably going to try to do some nonsensical regulations but they're probably not going to succeed we figured out the system and all it took was some dudes on reddit (laughs) to figure out hey we can play this game too and i guarantee you if all of these these uh these brokerages like robin hood weeble I think acorn is doing it now i think even cash app you can trade on cash app you can do yeah you can do stocks and you can do bitcoin acorns you've been able to for a while if all of these were to say fuck the little guy and change up their particular functions so that you couldn't do something like this giant squeeze again i guarantee you the the user that started all up deep fucking value who's who stands to profit in the tens of millions right now um i guarantee you someone like him will make a new platform for the little guy. I mean, we might have to wait for it to come out, but I guarantee it. Oh, probably. It only makes sense. You know, that's why you gotta, gotta get in when it's good, but also don't just get on it. Cause it's a trend. I, I kind of tried to hop on the trend, but I got blocked because they canceled my stuff and I was so mad. But the Dogecoin thing, I knew that was going to go up eventually. I didn't realize it was going to just happen out of nowhere. And I'm just kind of sitting here like, can we make it to a dollar? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that does kind of suck, though, coming in late to the party. It's like showing up late to the party and they're like, we're already at max capacity, dog. Sorry. Yeah. You, know? and you get to see everybody in there on their fucking rocket ships fueled up and ready to blast off to Pluto. And you're just like, damn. I posted on Twitter. Ticket was only $5. (laughs) And I said, man, it's a good thing I bought Dogecoin a couple years ago as a joke. And I think Trevor from Faking Notes commented, actually, same. (laughs) He said, I wish, I just wish I was funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Oh, I, I would like to point this out for all the people who are flooding uh, Wall Street bets and they're seeing a lot of the moves that people are posting. They're like, ah, buy into GameStop and hold and all that. This isn't any advice for like now because stuff like that blows up and it's far too expensive for like poor people like myself, you know, like uh, GameStop's now 300 some odd dollars. It's balancing around there unless it's changed by the time this comes out. Um Tesla, when they did their big stock split from like 1200 or some shit down to like 400 and then they shot back up to a thousand again. Um, those are well beyond my reach, you know, because I'm not trying to put that much money into a single share. There is another subreddit called Small Street Bets. Ooh, that, that caters to the to the little guy. And I mean, like the little guy they have. They, they talk about penny stocks on there that are that are available on all of these uh, online brokerages. So if you're looking for that type of info or that type of community just to take part in, kind of like the same vibe, but, you know, a group of people who are oriented towards helping each other make money or memes. Lost porn is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, we're going to timestamp this episode so you guys understand that we're speaking in a specific time frame right now. It's going to. Tomorrow, it is Sunday. Right now, it is Sunday, January 31st. This week is going to be bananas in every single facet. You know, the GameStop thing is going to be going even harder. All these other stocks, we're going to see what happens. Regardless of how Robinhood is treating it, everybody's saying by the fourth, Dogecoin's probably going to go explode because of everybody who's waiting on their funds to clear. So, yeah, we're recording this before we reach this wild explode isn't explode like a supernova and yeah we're just kind of giving you the news beforehand even though you're not going to listen to it once we're in it yeah point being what you're hearing right now may have already happened everything may have exploded i may be a millionaire who knows (laughs) that's (laughs) probably not probably not i can almost guarantee you be a thousand there i'll definitely be a thousand there 100 100 well uh yeah the main thing is this just harkens back to the th- whole point that we kind of focus on in the show is the system is not there to help you. You need to figure out what you're going to do outside of the system. So that way, if something happens, you're covered. Yeah. I think one of the biggest ironies is that the pandemic was one of the worst things that happened to the country, but it gave a lot of people some time to sit down and think about things. This whole thing might not have happened. They stuck everyone at Well, not literally everyone, but they stuck so many people at home with nothing to do but communicate with each other. And this is the outcome. They said, we need money and we need to find a way to make money. Government's not giving us any money and we we can't file for unemployment or whatever. And $600 is supposed to last us a year. Shit like that. And And what did they say to do? You should invest it. (laughs) Okay. That's $600 to last you. You just got to be smart and invest it and grow your wealth. Bet. Give me that 70 odd fucking billion dollars that the hedge funds are out already. It's funny because my favorite meme format applies to this. You, you get give 600 stimulus. <laughs> Everyone just invest it Four people. OK, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It happened and everyone's like, don't do that again. <laughs> oh, and in case anybody that hears this gets a wild hair up their ass. This is not financial advice. I just like the stock. We- yeah, we are not qualified in the <laughs> in finance at all. 
We're just saying we're reacting to what's happening and we're telling you from our own experience. So if you choose to do whatever you want with your money, that's on you. But if you do plan to make financial moves like this, do the research, at least scroll through the Reddit and not in its entirety, because obviously it's millions upon yeah, millions of posts. Yeah, it got too big. <laughs> There's so many members, but, you know, see what the trends are. Also, maybe this will inspire you to do something different mm-hmm. that's similar. You don't necessarily have to participate in a short squeeze, but it'll help you think outside of the box. Like, oh, OK, we have more power in this game than the elite think we do. Mm-hmm. Apes together. Strong. I'm. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens this year is proving to be very interesting compared to last year, just as wild at the beginning, like it was last year, but it's on a whole different scale. I think we can call it good there. That was the episode for today. Uh, Do we have any announcements or anything like that? Oh, I'm dropping a single on February 5th. I was about to say this will come out probably the day before it. So it's called winter in Michigan. It's really awesome. It'll be streaming on Spotify. That's the main, if you use other platforms, listen to it on there, but I prefer Spotify because of the way Spotify works. It might help me gain a little bit more exposure if a bunch of people stream it there. It'll also be on TikTok. So if you play around on TikTok, I'll probably make a video about it myself. But, you know, try to look for it on there and make some videos with it. Uh, other than that, yeah, you can follow me or follow us on the usual platforms of Twitter, Facebook and Instagram on Instagram and Twitter. We are PNTS underscore podcast and on Instagram and Twitter individually i am at btq paul i'm also on facebook also greg is on instagram only as dms underscore brodo bird and then he's going to be actually we're only probably a few weeks away from you returning to the streaming mm-hmm. on twitch so watch the stream he's brodo bird on on twitch uh as we always say be sure to buy our merch from lavish media designs yeah i still have to reach out to more people for interviews but things have been kind of hectic I'm pretty but, sure no, any, nobody's concerned with anything other than stonks right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We had something to talk about stonks. Maybe, ne- maybe next week's episode will be what happens. It'll, we'll probably do part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone buy Dogecoin if you can. If you can get it, get in fast enough. <laughs> get in fast. I mean, even I'll say even buy it when it hits a dollar. Mm-hmm. Because it could go to $10. It could go to $100. Yeah, do, do not be me and, <laughs> and see it at 30 and puss out. <laughs> once once Reddit gets a hold of it, it the sky's the fucking limit. Clearly. We learned a lesson in all this. <laughs> the squeeze has not yet squoze. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's the episode today. And remember, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. <laughs>